0: Utah football has announced their spring captains and their 2023 spring practice leadership council. We're we'll talking about that and some of the early on role from the 2023 class on today's locked on Utes. You are locked on Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes, part of the locked on podcast network,
1: your team every day.
0: Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On Utah your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment matter more. Visit fanduelcom on today to get started. My name is JT, was a former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department, and joining me on today's show to discuss all the Utah Spring Captains being announced is friend of the show and the editor of Fan Nation All Utah. Cole Bagley and Cole. It's crazy. We were talking before we came on. I still it's crazy to me to think we're even six weeks off from from spring ball. And this is kind of the first domino that falls through. Is when the team kind of starts, they announced not too long ago. Look, March 21st is the official spring date. But then when you're starting to put out like the, the captains and everything, that's when it feels that much closer. So the captains were announced. The first, the first four the spring captains were Brant Keithy, Cameron Rising, Cole Bishop, and Karen A Reed. I think first starting with Cam. I mean, if you had to ask like Bet Your Life, the lock of the spring captains, it's obviously going to be cam rising. I still remember the quote that stuck out to me during PAC 12 media day where coach Witt said, cam was one of the best leaders he's ever been around. And look, we still, his avail. He, they said, coach Witt said in that athletic piece, he's going to be available for the start of the season, but we'll see when the rehab and how it all goes like that. We're not going to see him in spring, but not surprising to see him name the leader because the past two seasons, he's been the leader of this team and the, the main catalyst, it does feel like the reason they have become PAC 12 champions.
1: Yeah, it's, it should come as no surprise. I mean, I think um even back in twenty twenty, um, you know, Cam is and in twenty twenty one, you know, mm-hmm. excuse me, twenty twenty one when he loses that battle as the starter, Cam is still a captain. Um, mm-hmm. and it's just gonna continue to be as long as he's here at the program. You know, just like you said, I mean, there's been multiple times that uh Whittingham has has talked to the leadership of Cam Rising and and I think it's um it's shown throughout the way that he plays um, every single game. You know, you see – you've seen so many aspects of Cam and his leadership, uh, things that come to mind or, you know, that <clears throat> that play in the Pac-12 championship this last year where his helmet pops off, he gets right back up, and mm-hmm. um, and he, he's unshaken, right? Like that's a big yeah. moment that you have to mm-hmm. really just uh, – and not, not only to, um, you know, not – not let it affect you, but to, to remain focused, um, to get back up without throwing up, I think is a big thing as well. I mean, where he took that shot Um, and then, you know, not to get too heated. Right. I mean, he just got back up, smiled, put his helmet back on, went off for a play, came back on, you know, just a play later. So that's, you know, that's, that's leadership there. You know, he easily could have, could have lost his temper, you know, freaked out or, or, you know, lost his confidence or, know had to go throw up on the sideline for a minute and be out for a couple plays but he gets right back up and 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 stays focused other things are you know when uh, Bryson Barnes had to replace him against Washington State this last year he's coaching Bryson on the sidelines all game long right instead of you know maybe keeping his distance and um, you know making sure that not not trying to help Bryson. I mean I think there's plenty of quarterbacks that may be may be put in that situation say look man this is all you like I'm the starter this is my team I'm gonna let you beat him for this in any situation no he's there he's coaching him even when bryce had made bad you know maybe made a bad choice or a bad play um which didn't happen too often that game there it's a couple times where he's hey you know bryce you could probably do this a little bit better hey man this is maybe what i would do in this situation i just think it speaks volumes and um you know what he has done since he's taken over you know cam doesn't lose too many football games cam doesn't play poorly very often and um you know, he takes it upon himself uh, to go out there and, and, and win games for Utah. You know, the first game against USC, that, that uh, two-point conversion calls upon his own number yeah. and, and converts. Cam is, is everything you could ask for in a leader, and I think that's what makes him so good. You know, a lot of things are – you know, he, he, he is a good quarterback when you look at it, but I think his leadership, his games management is what really takes him to that next level and has really helped Utah to, uh, to win two Pac-12 championships. So – surprise i mean cam is yeah i mean he's one of the best leaders i've ever been around so yeah. i you know and i don't even know everything that yeah. there is to that so mm-hmm. uh you know great to see cam as a, as a spring captain even though we won't see much from him i'm sure he'll be mm-hmm. you know mentoring and helping a lot of the young guys
0: yeah we always talk about coaches and their ability to lead men but sometimes a leader can come in the locker room, too, and that's absolutely what Cam Rising is, just the way the team played. It wasn't just his play that changed going back to that 2021 season. like It wasn't just the the move off of uh, Charlie Brewer at the time. I almost forgot his name um, just because Utah was so forgettable. But the move off from Brewer, it wasn't just Cam's playing ability that just made this team better. You could just tell the way the guys fought for him. You mentioned him being a captain. It was a complete shift when Cam Rising took over this team. The attitude and everything of the, key, the team changed. That's why it's so great to – have him back. And speaking of a guy who plays with good attitude out there, I think it's nice to see Brant Keithy be a captain too. He's not a guy that's going to give it a go in spring ball either. He's still in the recovery process and working through all those things, but this just shows you his voice. He has in the locker room. He's been with the team for so long. Now you could feel the air sucked out of this Utah team, docking with Dalton Kincaid and all those other guys too when he was hurt. So I think it's so great to see him as a captain. He's one of this team's best players, but you also know he's a guy who's going to be a leader inside the locker room. And every time he speaks, everyone's going to listen because of what he's accomplished on the field. Yeah, it's great to, uh, to. It was great to see him decide to come back. Uh, I think it was the right
1: decision. And yeah, exactly. what We he said he's another guy that's been named by both Kyle and Fred Whittingham as being one of the best leaders that they've ever seen. Um, you know, and every every guy has a different style. Um, and but I think you know Brandt can can command a room. Um, you know, he can go out and show how, how, just like Cam can. He goes out and he shows by. Um, his example, right? I mean, this this is a guy that was that was huge at the beginning of the season. You know, was was dominating, uh, was great at Florida. Um, you know, was good had uh, you know um, all those games leading up to before he went out. Um, even was good in the game that he eventually did get injured in and was out for the season. But um, yeah, Brant Brant's a great leader, uh, huge uh, for the program to not only have him back from a production standpoint, but again a leadership standpoint. Same thing with Cam. You know, these are two. Um, Six-year seniors, I believe. Um, yeah. just really, really good to have both of these guys still in the program because, you know, Utah is still a very good, very good team. Um, you know, should be a top three or four favorite to to win the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Um, a 3 threepeat would be amazing. And, you know, if things go according to plan, you know, if Utah can come out of this this schedule with just one loss. Oh their college football playoff team. And you, you, you know, you're only going to do that if you've got guys like Cam and, and Brant. you know, those two would have moved on. It would have been a little bit of a different season. Uh, but, you know, luckily having those two, those two guys back, even though they're both going to be going through rehab this spring, I think it's just invaluable um, as you look to um, develop some of those rooms, you know, even the tight end room, losing Dalton Kincaid is huge, but having Brant back, Thomas Yasmin back and, some other guys, it's going to be a big deal for the offense to still have these two leaders.
0: Absolutely. And it's still funny to think and look back on the huge great 2019 season and who led him in receiving that season, Britt Keith. Like, that's was absolutely wild. And he's still going to be out there and, is the odds on favor to obviously them in receiving again this season so truly a legendary career and he'll have a great chance to finish it off because the way it just after he, how good he looked against Florida it just left such a bad taste in the mouth the way it looked like it that would have been his final game against Arizona State to come to an end with an injury like yeah. that so so great to have him back and look it, the future is bright for this Utah football team in the long term but definitely the short term because those two guys lead in the offense now there are also two defensive captains we're going to talk to you guys about in a moment but first we want to talk to you guys about our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook this year the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about a new sports betting partner for Lockdown because of the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. You can download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to the point spread to who will score a touchdown. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid on your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your, your, once again, your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. Make every moment matter more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Cole looking at Utah's other two captains in this one. We go to the defensive side of the ball with Cole Bishop and Karene Reed. Um, Focusing on Cole for a moment first. He's just a guy I absolutely love the way Cole plays. and I think it speaks to the testament of playing so much as a true freshman two years ago, and then last year was continuing that strong success. He's been huge for this Utah defense. He's been one of the guys learning from the leaders, the guys like the Clark Phillips, the Devin Lloyd, and now that this is going to be his third season starting back at safety, I think it's a natural progression for him to be a leader. But I know because of your Fan Nation, I know you work closely with Karene Reed as well. What What were your feelings seeing him being named captain? Just excited for him. Um, worked really closely with Karene over the last year.
1: Um, you know, from the moment he took the field back in 2021, I knew that you know he was just different. Um, mm-hmm. The way that he emerged and you know uh, learned the game, uh, learned the level of play really really quickly. You know was a was a good you know contributed a lot in 2021 and took his game to the next level this year. Um, you know as that lead linebacker, he should be doing the exact same thing. Um, you know, but I think we're gonna see even better numbers um, in 2023. But it's just good to see. Yeah, I mean he's he's just when you look um, at these guys, you know what you like to see is kind of these gradual steps, right? Mm -hmm. You know, they come in as freshmen and and they make a couple big plays. They maybe get to, you know, come in, you know, in that second string. Uh, Maybe they're starting by the end of the year. They're contributing a lot, you know, switching in and out. You know, maybe that next season they they become the starter. You know, they contribute, you know, quite a bit. And then, you know, as they move into be, you know, juniors and seniors, it's really good and it's a good sign to see those guys just continuing to step up um, the ladder of success. You know, same thing with Cole Bishop, right? I mean – you know, kind of the exact same, uh, you know, th- they have moved up that ladder, you know, the exact same way, same route. And um, it's, it's it speaks volumes, I think, to the two types of players that those guys are. Um, you know, they – both of them, I would say, um, just kind of lead with the way that they play. Um, I know that they have both become a little bit more vocal. Uh, they're just beasts on the field. And yep. um, and just knowing, especially Karen, knowing um, just – the characteristics that he has, the type of person that he is, he's, he's honestly one of the most phenomenal guys I've ever uh, been able to work with, and uh, just excited for him, and, and I'm not surprised. I mean, like I said, just the things that I have seen from him on and off the field, um, when I saw that they released who the captains would be, I saw his name on there, it came to absolutely no surprise.
0: Yeah, it's an awesome opportunity for him and Cole Bishop, but those are the four spring captains, but there was also the leadership council that was named, and if you guys are curious what the leadership council is, our friend Sammy Moore at Ute Zone has you covered. The council comprises of 16 players who will serve the rest for the rest of the team, for the rest of the team, excuse me, and work closely with coaches on important matters, so that's what the spring leadership council will do, and the members of the spring leadership council are still Brant, Keithy, Cole Bishop, Cam Rising, Reed, but the other guys are Thomas Yasmin, Junior Tafuna, Lander Barton, Jaquind. Jackson, Keaton Bills, Bryson Barnes, Devon Bailey, Connor O'Toole, Sioni Vaki, Mickey Sugaturaga, Satawa Laumea, and Nate Ritchie. I think when we're going through, there's a lot of names there, and there's, you could talk about each guy individually, but I think the big takeaways for me Number one is I love seeing, we saw how much Sione kind of emerged in the second half of the season. I love seeing him included in there. Same thing with Connor, right? Just his progression from the first game to the last game is the true definition of what in-season development can really look like. And the last guy I'll throw in there too is Nate Richie, you know, coming back from his mission. I think it's great that he's already named a, 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 to this leadership council in his first kind of little bit of time he's been back with the team. So I think this is awesome, Cole.
1: Yeah, I mean those are kind of the two names that really stand out to me the most, um, Nate Ritchie and Sione Vaki. Um, I was I was big on Sione Vaki this year, uh, mm-hmm. you know, early on. Just again, similarly to Karene, I just I, I noticed things about his game early yep. on. He he helped out a lot on special teams. He was from the guy, you know, bringing down uh, the kick returner, the punt returner, um, and then you know the coaches obviously took note of, of similar things, and he was you know starting, but you know starting by the end of the season, made big plays yep. um, down the stretch, uh, helped out in the Pac-12 championship quite a bit, uh, made some plays in the Rose Bowl. And so, um, you know, no surprise. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a similar path um, as Kareny and Cole Bishop, right? I mean, phenomenal freshman year. Year two, you're on the leadership council. I think both Cole Bishop and Kareny Reed were on the spring leadership council as well, mm-hmm. um, and then the regular season. Um, in 2022. So just moving right along, Sione, it doesn't surprise me whatsoever. Um, really excited to see Nate Ritchie back with this program. I think some uh, Utah fans may have forgotten about him a little bit. He played during that 2020 season, um, then served an LDS Church Mission uh, for two years and is now back. He was amazing um, his freshman year, even though it was just a shortened season, you know, similar similar kind of thing to Sione Vaki. I mean, just a guy that stood out uh, tremendously uh, during that 2020 year even though it was short and just showed a lot of good things a lot of um skills and abilities that are just gonna he can just continue to build on i mean um i think when you know a player is special is yeah. when they really just need time and experience to sharpen their skills so you can kind of tell they've got everything that they need now we just need to take a little bit more time a little bit more experience uh, to really sharpen those and, and Nate rich is a huge um plus for this Utah secondary, and it's great to see him. You know, I think he, he got back just just barely after the Rose Bowl, I think, yeah. just a few days. So, I mean, he, I don't even know if he's been back a full month yet, Crazy. and he's already back, and he's um, he's on that leadership council. So just really good signs.
0: Yeah, definitely for the future of this Utah pro- football program for the short term. And speaking of the long term, one of the things that comes with the arrival of spring ball is our first look at a couple of Utes. Last year we got our first look at Lander Barton, Jalen Glover, Justin Medlock, our only look at Carson Tabaracci and Ryan Peppins before they ended up transferring out. But early enrollees yeah. have an opportunity to get integrated early on, learn the system, and have an opportunity to show their stuff in spring ball. So this year's early enrollees from the best recruiting class in Utah football history are Spencer Fano, Mikey Matthews, Owen Cham- Chambliss, Jonathan Hall, and Mac Howard too. So I think the biggest thing before we dive into what each of those guys can bring individually is I think there is a huge benefit to enrolling early call because we just talked about Guys like Jalen, who ended up playing a big role in this team. Lander, who played a massive role in this team and won defensive freshman of the year for the Pac-12. That doesn't happen if he doesn't enroll early. So there's a huge advantage to getting in early. This is not an easy playbook an offense or a defense to learn. So I think it's nice to get in early, get in with the strength t- staff to be able to develop a little bit. And if, especially if you want to play in year one, it does give you a bump on some of those players who don't get here till the summertime.
1: Yeah, I mean, first of all, let's just make sure. I don't know that you should talk to any of these early enrollees at spring ball. We just yeah. got to be careful. <laughs> got to be careful with who you're talking
0: to. For, for those of you who don't know, I will say this really quick. I did four features for the athletic department last year. Um, one of them was with Lander. One of them was with Jalen. So two of them were awesome, but the other two yes. was with Carson and Ryan who both ended up transferring. So yeah, I agree. <laughs> I should probably stay away from the younger guys because I don't know what I ended up saying, but Hey, whatever it was,
1: at least you went two for four and it wasn't two for yes. two, right? Oh gosh! If I had lost this
0: lander, I don't think I'd be hosting this podcast (laughs) right (laughs) now.
1: I know we'll let you off. We'll let you off. But yeah, I mean, to your point, JT, the kids that come in, you know, you're six months ahead of everybody else. That doesn't mean that a kid can't come in during the summer Mm -hmm. and uh, you know figure it out quickly and make you know contributions. I mean, there's only five early enrollees of 19 total guys, so the vast majority are going to be coming in during the summer and fall. Um, and, and some of those are some of the best players from this class, right? Yeah. I um, mean, you, you know, several four-star running backs coming in, you know, at that time, um, you know, some notable other defenders, CJ Blocker, Smith Snowden, yep. um, you know, so, you know, Brock, Phony uh, Moana, you know, those types of guys are going to be coming in later, which is fine, you know, but when you look at you know, the, the, the guys that enrolled early last year, you named a few of them, Um, you know, Lander Barton, Jalen Glover, those guys saw quite a bit of time, especially Lander. Um, You know, Jalen saw a lot of time up front um, and then kind of in the middle as well. And then, you know, Lander, Lander, you know, saw a little bit of time and then as time went on, really figured it out and played a lot down the stretch and was important down the stretch. He made some really big plays in the Mm Pac-12 championship um, and in a few of the games, you know, leading up to that. So, Early, you know, enrolling early, you know, for any recruits that, that have the ability to do that, I hope that they do because it just puts you so much further ahead. Okay. You know, you're six months ahead of everybody else. You know, you're, you're training as a collegiate athlete six months in advance. You know, you're learning the playbook. You're learning, you know, those small things that separate the high school game from college game, right? And some of the big things that do, you know, to be able to play at that pace, to be able to to learn in a no-pressure um situation right I mean sure there's still pressure in spring ball I'm not saying there's not but you know you're not playing a game that next week and having to really figure it out you know if it's okay you know it's practice You're, you're with the coaches they can they can teach you they can work with you a lot closer and so spring ball is huge um you know and I'm excited to see what some of these guys can do I mean you have arguably the most talented and best recruit from the class in Spencer Fano. Mikey Matthews is a guy that I am really excited about. So I'm, I'm ecstatic that he's there early. Uh, Jonathan Hall, I think, is underrated. You know, Owen Chambliss is also very good. And then, another, you know, a quarterback in Mac Howard. So, um, you know, I, I wish that we had half of the class enrolled yeah. early. Um, but for those guys that are in it, I expect, um, I expect big, you know, big, bigger things uh, just because they have – more time to develop and they should be able to get up to speed quicker than those who come in the summer.
0: 100% agree. We're going to come back in a second too, and talk about which individual players we think in rolling early will benefit the most. We'll touch on that in a moment, but first I want to talk to you guys about the sponsor of this episode in UCCU. At UCCU, Love Where You Bank is a promise made by local not for profit financial institutions dedicated to helping families improve their financial lives. UCCU delivers on that promise. They pioneer new technologies that make banking safer, easier, and more convenient. They create new products and services that add real value to their members. They provide easy access to real local human beings who always give personal help or assistance. There are many reasons to love banking with UCCU. And now UCCU will share 14 reasons to love Where You Bank. Here's the best part. UCCU is also giving away a stay at the Grand America, complete with a visit to the Grand Spa until Valentine's Day. On both Facebook and Instagram, you can see why you'll love banking with UCCU. When you see a post, love it, and you'll automatically be entered with a chance to win that Grand America experience with the spa treatment. You can enter each day and you can, by visiting UCCU's Facebook or Instagram pages now until Valentine's Day and enter to win. UCCU, love where you bank. All right, Cole, so we mentioned the only – and early enrollees and as for who it's going to benefit the most, I'm going to steal the guy you were talking about a little bit. I think this is going to benefit Mikey Matthews the most because while I agree with also what you said, I think if I had to go, who's the best, who I think will be the best player in this class overall, I actually do believe it will be Spencer Fano long-term, but so why am I not saying him? It's really hard to play as an offensive lineman early on. And while I definitely think he has a shot and the biggest reason he's going to have a shot is because he's enrolling early. I think if you look at what Utah has at receiver on the outside, yes, the Simons transfer gives excitement. Devon coming back, Brand is a tight end too, but money parks. But I just still feel like you saw like a guy like Mekhi Cope get some reps last season. We still saw Salminius out there too. Like there's just more opportunities to be had at receiver to me than I just think it's gonna be tough to crack the offensive line. So I think really, really think Mikey Matthews learning the playbook early. I know there were a lot of people really excited about Ryan Peppens too, before he transferred. I feel like those same people are going to be really raving about Mikey Matthews after this. And I think if he makes an impact in his first year, and I do think he's going to make an impact, I think it'll be because of the numbers and what he was able to do, just learning and contributing during the spring ball portion.
1: Yeah. I, I, I probably have to agree with you there. <laughs> um, you know, I think, you know, if I'm looking at those five guys, um, I think it's going to help Spencer. Um, I think he has the potential to maybe start in year one. I think it's going to take. I think everything would have to go right. Uh, Not that you know, not that.
0: But you can't count him out. You're right. Right. Don't don't count him
1: out. I'm not saying potential. Everything going correct in order for that to happen. Um, So hopefully. You know, I would love to see that, and we'll see what happens during spring. Um, so I, I do think it's going to help Spencer. I'm um, looking at the other guys. You, get to, you got Jonathan Hall. You got Owen Chambliss. Uh, right, and a lot of things, um, especially just given how deep that linebacker room is, and you know, you've got Karene Reed. You know, you've got mm-hmm. um, that Stanford transfer coming in, Lander Barton, and Medlock. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean you you've just got. Very so, it's going to be difficult for those guys um, to get to a point where they can um, starting this season. And then Mac Howard, quarterback room is super deep as well. So it's going to be really tough. Yeah, uh, for Mac to it's going to be tough. You know, it's still going to help, but Mac is not in a position that you know. Hey, I enroll early. I'm going to really see time. It's just what it is. But I agree. I think with Mikey Matthews, Um, I've had a chance to talk with this kid recently. Um, He's awesome. I mean, he's a kid that just gets it. And he has really come along over the last few months, few weeks, even Um, his performance at Under Armour week was phenomenal. Um, He was a standout, lots of guys um, calling his name, you know, lots of uh, videos of of him running routes, exciting. He has a really awesome skill set and ability. And I think he's one of those guys. He has that mentality of, you know, those early enrollees that we saw last year who, who, you know, um, made the most of it and succeeded in the regular season. He's got that mindset of a Lander Bart. He's got that mindset of a Jalen Glover, um, that want to hit the ground running and are ready to play college ball. And so I agree with you. I think Mikey Matthews is definitely going to be, um, one that benefits the most because like you said, there's a lot of opportunity in the wide receiver room. Um, you know, you lost a couple of guys, um, and you know, I think there's still, um, a lot of opportunity for guys to step up and to show that they belong um, to make plays. Um, I think outside of Devon and money parks, you know, we're going to really need to see uh, another, you know, receiver step up. And so maybe it's Mikey Matthews. And I think he has every, every reason and every opportunity with enrolling early to uh, be someone that could get there again, similar to Spencer. This is a kid that could be contributing in year one. A lot of things have to go right. He has to buy in. He has to figure it out. Um, I'm not saying he will, but I'm also not saying he won't the, the opportunity and the potential is there and I'm excited to see what he does in the spring.
0: It's going to be fun to see what all these guys can do. As we said, it's just like a little bit of a head start. It can only help these guys getting everything down, getting their bodies developed, learning the college lifestyle. All of that helps the transition because it is quite the jump up from high school. So it's a great opportunity for all these guys. And it'll be fun to see because only six weeks out until spring ball. And speaking of that time, Cole, because six weeks is still a lot of time. So where should people head over and check out if they want some Utah football content in the meantime?
1: Yeah. One of my favorite series that I do during the off season um, I just call it Utes on the rise. I'll be, you know, reviewing all of the freshmen and sophomores from the 2022 um, season. Guys like Lander Barton, Sione Vaki, um, you know, just just the young guns, uh, Jalen Glover. You know, guys that contributed that, that that are that are rising, that have a lot of potential, that have, that showed a lot in year one, and should be um, taking their game to the next level. Um, you guys can head over to foundation All Utes um dot backslash college backslash Utah. Um, And as well, one thing I would like to mention, hopefully we can get um, some of you guys out. We have partnered with um, the Red Cross of Utah, the American Red Cross of Utah. We'll be putting on a blood drive on March 17th um, in Sandy from 3 to um, 7 p.m. So you guys can come out, donate blood. There will be a handful of uh, Utah football players there, guys like Jalen Glover, uh, Justin Medlock, Chase Kennedy, Tao Johnson, Karene Reed, um, hopefully a couple more. Hopefully those guys will bring – Uh, some of their buddies, but a free opportunity to come and and hang out with the guys, get some pictures, take some autographs and do some good, you know, try to help save lives, donate some blood. Um, So like I said, again, March 17th from three to seven uh, free event, come out meet the boys and donate some blood if you'd like
0: to. Yeah. Make sure you guys save that date. A great opportunity to appreciate Cole's always for joining us. Make sure you guys go follow him at bagley underscore Cole as well. If you guys are in the market for a second, listen every day, we recommend you check out locked on college basketball where hosts Isaac shade and Andrew Patton have everything you need. They have the big name experts, the insiders, the coaches and the players all on as guests. They tackle the biggest stories in the college basketball realm. So make sure you guys check out locked on college basketball available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. That's going to do it for today's edition of locked on Utes, but We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day.